This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Season four is back, and so are we to talk about the latest round of uh, the matchup between the Dirty Hands and the Savage Crew. And this week, they they certainly did get their hands dirty as uh, they took over the Inglewood Tire Shop on the latest episode of Tough as Nails. Back with us. Uh, she's got, got the, the lugs off of this uh, podcast ready to go. It's Jessica Lee's Jess, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. I'm ready to I'm ready to hear the vroom vroom. Okay, and of course, a man uh, that he's ready to install the Nerf bars. Here it is. Give it up for Mike Bloom. Luckily, my son hasn't gotten to an age where we've gotten into Nerf products, but I'm just waiting. Yes, as uh, Jess said, I believe I'm here to hear the bloom bloom, which uh, I am the ultimate disruptor in a manner of speaking. So I guess I am the distributor of this this yeah. V8 engine of a podcast. You are a disruptor for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I needed Edward Norton to come in and make a speech <laughs> about disruptors when we got to that point. Yes. Uh, imagine if, and with no offense to Phil, imagine if Benoit Blanc hosted Tough as Nails. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't like games, Benoit Blanc. Uh, that's the problem. Uh, it, it's true. I feel like he would just over explain the entire challenge before anybody did it and there would be no point. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I thought I'd be playing who done it, but mm -hmm. the ABC network is no longer producing that. And so I find myself a regular grease monkey up to my 
elbows in WD-40. All right. Well, we are here uh, for Tough as Nails, a show where the knives are never out because uh, that everybody is so much uh, camaraderie here uh, with our uh, Tough as Nails team. Uh, very sad uh, to see Allie have to punch out of the individual challenge. Uh, she's one of my favorites uh, from this season. But, you know, as she told Phil, like, OK, I've got my own Ford truck at home. I don't need I don't need your uh, stinking new Ford truck. Yeah, she has her grandfather's truck, which is a very old 2003 model. Mm -hmm. Oh, my heart. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the good news is she picked up a lot of tips this episode as to, OK, I know how to change out the brake pads. I know how to replace the shock. So should that need some repairs? Now she has firsthand experience or she could just flat up hire Quincy if she mm -hmm. wanted to, to just come and service the truck if needed. Yeah. All right. We had the return of uh, season three's Quincy. Uh, to uh, be their uh, America's favorite mechanic. I was happy to see him, but honestly, it's been over a year since we've watched Tough as Nails. It took me a minute. Like, I don't think, gun to my head, someone said, who's America's favorite mechanic? I wouldn't have yeah. been able to answer as quickly. Yeah, I think yeah, the question well, was, uh, who is the most famous mechanic from Tough as Nails? And I was... Yeah, because uh, I, I would say otherwise, what? The first one that comes to mind for me maybe this is, again, making my heart uh, convulse a bit, is Andy Kaufman's character from Taxi would be my pet for the most famous mechanic. Let's bring in Andy Kaufman! <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine mm -hmm. Andy Kaufman trying to do shtick with Phil Kogan on the sidelines. I mean, that might be worth the price of admission alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine this is how Andy Kaufman chooses to come back. Yeah. Well, I think I, um, you know, it's widely speculated uh, just that he had faked his own death, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So widely wait. speculated. <laughs> Imagine him tough as nails. Wow, what a what a stunt that would be. Um, but okay, uh, I thought this was a fun episode. I mean, I I thought that you know, um, I like these theme episodes and everything in the garage is not something that I really have a lot of knowledge about, but I thought that the show explained everything that they were doing well. Uh, I thought that we had thrills, spills. Uh, it was uh, a, a fun episode, I thought. Thrills, spills, and fills. <laughs> and fill, yeah. yeah, I I really enjoyed it as well. I think it had less highs and lows maybe than the plant nursery last time, but I think maybe that added an epic element because of the rain, even though, like you said, things were certainly lubricated up with the oil that was flowing everywhere. Oh boy. And suffice it to say, I mean, when it comes to cars, uh, I this is certainly one of the topics I'm least knowledgeable about. Mm -hmm. I think the closest I got to an engine in my lifetime was when I handled Grease Lightning 10 years ago in a summer stock production of Grease. Uh, so I was happy to get to the point I made earlier, like a good amount of lessons as to how to do all these things. You're ready. How a V8, how, I mean, I had no idea how a V8 engine works. It's supposed to spark in a super, you know, uh, very intense order in order for the engine to start. I feel like this was one of the weeks where I learned the most about a singular subject on Tough as Nails than I okay. have in a long time. Yeah. I still do not know what a Nerf bar is, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just something to stand on to get it in and out of the truck. Yeah, easier. Oh, yeah, for, okay. yeah, for the for the big cars, right? There's that little bar that's right underneath that people sometimes use to step up. That's pretty much what it is. I yeah. think it, it helps to you know helps nerf it, for lack of a better term, from also stuff that might be flying up from off roading with your truck. But mm -hmm. otherwise, yeah, that's that's 
all it is, I think. All right. So Inglewood Tire Shop was the home of uh, this episode's uh, Toughest Nails. Uh, we had, I thought, an all-time Toughest Nails moment uh, when Phil asked the teams, uh, what, are, what are we doing here today? Anybody have a guess? Any idea what you might be doing today? DJ on one of the vehicles, maybe? You are going to be... What, what did you say? <laughs> a brake job. Oh, <laughs> you got me, Sergio. You got me. Okay. <laughs> Really setting the tone for the episode, I feel. Sergio. Sergio's the character of the season, I think, so far. I think he is now a, is able to be the one to say, no, it's okay, we can play with Phil. I think we're four seasons in, I and mean, I also have the age to be able to, like, box with this guy. Well, is, is Sergio messing with with Phil here? Is, 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 like, Phil giving off, like, substitute teacher energy that uh, Sergio is, like... Uh, pulling that out or all right is- let me let me take it let me take a s- attendance sergio <laughs> sergio here <laughs> or is bj thrown around as the, the, that's that's uh you know in in these garages uh bj is break job all right well sergio 100 percent knew what he was doing here let me <laughs> okay, be the one. I'll, I'll take the bullet i'll google bj a car <laughs> And see <laughs> no, what no, comes don't up. do it, Mike. Mike Bloom's search history is just a it's it's a bigger mess than they had on the floor of the tire shop. My Sergio history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, nothing so far for BJ a car, but I'll check back later on in the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a subreddit for that. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the show has to be on at 10 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> like uh have all this uh <laughs> we've cracked uh, it. Yeah, sophomoric humor. Uh, on the show they're gonna put it on too late okay um yeah inglewood tire where frank sinatra used to go uh when he was in need of a bj he would go head on down to inglewood <laughs> tire <laughs> I, think I think he had, maybe he'd drop off the car maybe go somewhere else uh for somewhere else to get the bj mm-hmm. to get something changed out perhaps a different type of shock put yeah. in place certainly got his v8 humming yep um Inglewood, not necessarily uh, known for uh, the celebrities uh, that you would see. Uh. I mean, not to dox you too much, Rob. Did you not live near or around Ing- Inglewood back when you were living in L.A.? Uh, Mike, I don't know where you're getting that from. Uh, that uh, maybe you're confusing me with like uh, Snoop or Dr. Dre. But no, I did I not. I often do. Yes, I did not uh, live near uh, Inglewood. Whoopty what? Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was, um, you know, that 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 is not the neighborhood that I lived in in uh, California. But I've heard that it's one of those rapidly gentrifying areas. Oh, OK. See, I, I have not. I don't think I've ever spent time in Inglewood. Anyway, so Inglewood Tire, of course, uh, home of uh, the Inglewood Tire shop uh, where we are going to have our episode. We bring in Quincy. And uh, basically, we're going to have to uh, service four cars here. Uh, and uh, there were a, a variety of tasks from doing a oil change to uh, rewiring the horn on these cars, installing the Nerf bar. And there was an inspector there. Jess, I thought that the inspector uh, was uh, uh, underused. We could have seen more from him. There was a point where they showed him yelling at them. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the whole rest of the time he just signed a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jess, uh, this was a 
task that was a bit of a five hole for uh, Laron. Laren. It, I mean, now your substitute teacher's coming yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he did. I, he was able to showcase uh, in the individual competition, but as team captain. Yeah, as team captain, this didn't go well for him. Um, yeah, which is interesting, right? Because we got the rare case of someone being team leader in back-to-back challenges. I feel like we rarely do that, but they're like, no, I mean, this is literally about fixing a car. Laren, this is what you do on a daily basis. I mean, I guess, again, from an educational perspective, he showed us the importance of why a drain pan needs to be right below your oil tank when you're changing out the oil. Otherwise, you're going to cause an in- incredible mess underneath your car. Mm-hmm. And there was some there was something about how he was removing the plug as well, because it shouldn't like it shouldn't do the elevator doors from the shining at you when you pull the plug out. (laughs) So um, George is going to be the captain for uh, Dirty Hands. And again, you would think that uh, the uh, Laren team was have the advantage, but dirty hands. Uh, they were really uh, firing on all cylinders, much like that V8 engine. Could it have all been the Quincy? Could it have been the Quincy of it all? I was surprised that Quincy wasn't one of the inspectors. But were they afraid that he'd put his finger on the scale and be like, "Oh no, Savage Crew! I see a speck of oil on the ground. You better do it again." Yeah, dirty hands. You're fine. Go ahead, drive out of there. Your your bumper's hanging off the end of your car, but go ahead. I think that Quincy could have. Uh, I, I think he's too much of a professional, Mike. I don't think he would have been biased. Yeah, well, I, let's actually give a brief reminder because we didn't cover season three in Toto. Uh, so Quincy is a diesel mechanic. As Laren's going to point out later on, his big story was that he was this high school football player that was going to go to college on a scholarship and play. And then he ends up getting injured. And as a result, has to basically stay in his small hometown and becomes a mechanic there. I think he went into a record number of overtimes. I think he went into like four overtimes. Uh, I think he went four out of five times in a row and seemed to survive every time and ultimately wound up in second place. So not just like here's a random third boot from the season. Someone who like was in it until the very end on Tough as Nails season three. Mm hmm. So we got to see uh, a lot of oil spills here uh, in the garage. Uh, Does this happen a lot? Happens a lot if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know, looking like the Exxon Valdez there that they were trying to drain. Just with, trying to make as many timely references as possible for the age demographic of Tough as Nails. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they were getting there with like paper towels, like trying to like uh, clean up the the different spills. Um, we saw where um, you know uh, Quincy says uh, that the uh, key to this task was the ability to multitask. Uh, did we feel like that Dirty Hands did a good job with that? Well, that was interesting that each team had four cars and three things to do on each car. So it was like a total of 12 things. That's two That's two things each person has to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I think what's also interesting is I guess the winning strategy that George did, right? Because the, what Savage Crew did was let's bring in like the biggest cars with the most stuff to do. Get that out of the way. George, I think, more so looked at quality than quantity and said, what are the most time intensive tasks to do? Let's get those out of the way first. And that ends up being the winning strategy because both teams pretty much finished their first two cars at the same time. But I think there's a reason why Dirty Hands just flies through the second two cars. And it's not to say that Savage Crew like 
made any giant mistakes as they did with the first two cards. It was just that Dirty Hands had gotten the difficult ones out of the way early and then were just able to fly through once they got the easier cards. It was almost a matter of being able to tell which things were the harder tasks. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like that there was an MVP for Dirty Hands that really put them over the edge? I think it's gotta be... I mean, I think it just has to be George. It's interesting because I think he and Laren both have this, like, it seems like very calm composure to Laren's detriment a couple episodes ago, right? When like he kept being talked over and has this quieter voice. It seems like they both have that ability to just be confident and command. And I think it does go back to the source here with George, uh, to the fact that, you know, no, nothing against Cynthia, but I do think she may be the weaker link of every task, considering that she is less experienced about a lot of things considering her history and the fact that she's an apprentice carpenter as an example just getting into a career so i always look to like okay is she being managed effectively is she being given something to do that that can help benefit the overall team i saw it here and so i do think it reflects back on george i mean it certainly helps that i think we'll find out later that sergio is someone who has mechanical experience it seemed mm -hmm. at least in this moment that ali had personal experience as well i think also what didn't help Savage Crew was that Laren went with the if it ain't broke, don't fix it method of we'll just split off into the same teams as last time. He went more so with team chemistry over like, OK, let me actually split off who has mechanical knowledge and make sure that there's one person like that on each team. Mm -hmm. I, he might have been relying too much on the fact that they documented every task exhaustively. He's like, well, everybody can just read the manual and figure out what they're going to do. Mm hmm. We did see a lot of going back to those manuals. I thought that uh, Sergio and uh, the Dirty Hands really caught a break of an, uh, not a break job. Um, <laughs> that th this was not a task that required a lot of heavy lifting, and so uh, for mm. Sergio, uh, who is having issues with his back, uh, this was not a back intensive challenge. Yeah, he yeah. could do the tasks where he didn't have to be crouched down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, Jess and I talked about this last week, Rob, but I want to get your thoughts. Is this much like Emily and Molly from Amazing Race? Is this Chekhov's back injury? Because for all intents and purposes, I would say after this episode, like put Sergio, in my opinion, in the inner circle of someone who can win. My issue is what we know about that final challenge, how it's essentially like one big gulag of just physical task after physical task on this big stretch. Is that something that could really bring him down given the fact that his back is still not completely 100 percent. yeah i mean i think so um it's just you know uh, the back once it goes and, and um you know like uh, i i know people like with with you know back pain and it's just uh su such a um like big part of uh their their overall like uh, you have good days and bad days and if you have one of these bad days over the course of the competition i mean what are the chances that this isn't going to be a factor uh where you know on the amazing race with emily and molly you could trade off sometimes and okay you do this task but you know some of these individual challenges are grueling so i'm worried for sergio uh, you know, I hope that everything uh, is going to work out for him. But uh, I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on here as we uh, go through the competition. And also, like, Sergio doesn't want to let the team down also. So it's one thing, mm -hmm. okay, if I go out of the individual competition, but then 
you know, if he is somebody that feels like that he's holding back dirty hands, I think that that's also going to be um, something to watch. Uh, one of the interesting things uh, about how the show is structured, I think Beth also was somebody who uh, did a really good job here. Uh, Beth was uh, responsible for having to do uh, the uh, uh, aforementioned break jobs uh, for uh, for dirty hands. Uh, did a great job with that. Yeah, Sergio's she, like, don't worry, I know my way around BJ's. I'll take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. And and Beth was, she has such a great attitude. Like, she's really positive, but she's not in, like, an aggressive, positive way. Like, she's just very excited to be there, and she's having fun. Mm-hmm. But she's not, you know, Pinkie Pie from My Little Pony. <laughs> or, I mean, speaking of Pinkie Pie, I, I loved it, but Renee screaming that she got the horn was, like, the most Renee yeah. moment I think we've seen so far through four episodes yeah. of Tough as Nails. I finally figured out who Renee reminds me of. Who? Uh, she is like, and I know, like, we have canceled the creator of this universe, but she's like if Luna Lovegood grew up. Oh, I like that. Sort of like the quirky woman, but if you actually listen to her, you find that she exactly. has a wisdom to her that mm-hmm. it should exactly. be listened to. Okay. Um, Dirty Hands, uh, they were, you know, uh, doing their thing, but Savage Crew was having some issues uh, and they were uh, having some issues with uh, oil leaking out. Uh, We saw uh, Phil had like a a, a new great wingman in Quincy because uh, that he was uh, he had a a burn for Savage Crew that that killed Quincy. Dirty Hands, a well-oiled machine. Savage (laughs) Crew just well-oiled. Quincy knew where he was going halfway through. He started yeah. clapping. Quincy gave him the it. fist bump afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. <laughs> that's really a key part, I think, of being the person they br- they bring back. You got to be like a you know really put Phil's jokes over. I mean, that's probably why they brought him back in the first place. It's <laughs> like you know, can you support Phil in this role? Oh, I like this the chemistry test between the contestant and Phil. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, Phil is the one who ultimately chooses who he brings back. So I'm sure he's thinking about like, who do I want to, who do I want in the peanut gallery next to me while they're doing this challenge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of Jeff Probst in response to Jesse this season on Survivor 43. Of like, oh nine, oh that's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Fist bump over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, but it, now it's the opposite, right? Where the contestant is doing that to the host, which makes more sense from a dynamic perspective. All right, yeah, and also I feel like Phil is actually trying to be funny where Jeff Probst is usually just roasting the contestants mm-hmm. in sometimes an aggressively unfunny way. <laughs> so uh, dirty hands, uh, they're going to come out with the win. Uh, it's all tied up in this battle between uh, the dirty hands and the savage crew. I have to say they changed something. This is a very subtle change they've made this season that I absolutely love, which is they have change the way they refer to the team competition because they used to just say you know the team competition the winner the ultimate winner of the team competition is going to get sixty thousand dollars and they will have the title of the team winners and now they're saying the first team to five wins gets a bonus Mm -hmm. but they're not implying that that means the competition is over and they're the ultimate winners which i think paints they painted themselves into a corner with this idea of a team competition because what happens if one team sweeps everybody for five weeks, you're halfway through the competition. They have already, they've already won the title. What is the point to keep going? So 
to pivot to this, calling this a bonus and saying like the teams are still going to compete every week, I think is truer to the spirit of what Tough as Nails is. Yeah, I and I and it's because we actually got that circumstance last season, right? For the first mm-hmm. time, we we didn't go into okay, it's all tied up four four. You know, this wasn't the Chargers Jaguars game. Last season was more of the Dallas Tampa Bay game, in a manner of speaking. And so, boy, Mike Bloom do- is like Mister NFL Football. He's got so many I feel, references. I feel, like, I feel like Mike discovered sports very recently, mm-hmm. and he's very keen to let us know. I just have a sports almanac underneath my lap of like, mm-hmm. yes, the. Uh, fourth down conversion, but I, I, it's like I agree Chat that I, GPT has been updated. <laughs> all right, Ring now GPT. you. Have, this is when I pulled down my face and just reveal all the zeros and ones behind it. That's my V8 engine. I I agree though. I think it does. While it's climactic, certainly when it is four four going into the final round, that's not always going to happen. In fact, I would say it probably will not often happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I I think it's a good way to reframe it. I agree, Jess. Of like. No, but still tune into the team competition after this. People are still going to make money. It's not over just because one team reaches five wins. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about our individual portion of uh, this week's episode. Okay, so the teams uh, head back to the garage in the damn van. uh, And uh, we saw where Laren was looking for redemption. Uh, He would get it. um, And Dirty Hands is feeling like, okay, we're going to need to ride this momentum. Uh, They pull in for some reason. Beth felt like uh, they needed like uh, an entrance uh, song for uh, this uh, task today, and she gets it. This is when we need an entrance song, right? <laughs> yes. How dare you? Whoa. 
The Good morning, everyone. Yes, the spec mix music is back. She set them up and they knocked it down. You are not on the level, Tough as Nails season four contestants, with those professional cement mixers. Please, <laughs> I adore you. Yeah. That's their music. You don't use their music. I think this this music, I disagree, Mike. This music should be used as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was more entrance music for Phil. I think, well, they used it initially to bring in the spec mix yes, team. Yes, yes. But I thought that, that, that it was like Phil is the one who entered. See, this is where we need Phil. I need to know the origins of the spec no, mix song. I, well, wasn't Phil already there when they came? It was their yeah. own entrance music? Hmm. Okay. Um, so, all right. We're happy to hear the spec mix cue back. Uh, we got a little bit more of the uh, music. And so sets up. All right. This big challenge here. I mean, this was kind of intense. Like build a V8 engine. I love this. Mm -hmm. This was like we've seen we've seen, you know, every so often on Amazing Race, they have a challenge that's like, you know, the Ducati challenge, you know, put together this engine. And this was like that on steroids. Mm -hmm. It was much tougher. But also, if you look at it another way, it's a puzzle. It's, yeah. mm -hmm. You have all the instructions there. It says what the pieces are and how they go. It's just a matter of putting them together. I thought this is one challenge I think it would be fun to do. Yeah. Get those what's horses running. Well, yeah. what's interesting, though, is that I agree. It was essentially a puzzle, putting things together in the right order. But then there's also this additional capitulation of, okay, there are people who have done this puzzle ahead of time in a manner of speaking right like you i don't know how many people have worked on v8 engines but like certainly lara knows the parts of an engine sergio knew the parts of an engine mister seemed to as well and so again there's that involvement of having these inherent advantages while also not exactly creating a disadvantage for people because to your point jess there was a manual for them to go through so i guess that's the thing that does alley in right uh, i do find with these particular individual challenges this season, I'm having a tougher time distinguishing like, why did this person lose and go into overtime? I think in this case, it seemed like with Allie in particular, she was going too slow through the book, right? She's like, let me take it by the letter to the law. And you see someone like Mr. saying, no, let me just go in my own order, depending on how I want to do things. It doesn't necessarily matter that I have to follow the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, decided that he was going to work on a different part of uh, the engine first uh, that was different than what was the book. He thought he would uh, should work on whatever was going to be uh, the hardest part of uh, the engine. And this was interesting because I don't know enough about engines to be able to tell, but it looked like he was right on one level and then wrong on another level. Mm -hmm. So it was like maybe the steps, maybe the shortcut he took really was a shortcut, but then ultimately his engine didn't start. Mm -hmm. um, Phil says uh, the distributor will be the disruptor. Uh, is that a commonly used phrase in the garage or is that a Phil original, do you think? I think he noticed that both words started with dis. <laughs> okay. Uh, because that was going to be the the hardest part because ultimately that was going to uh, you know determine if these engines were going to be uh, firing or not. One thing that I was a little unclear about in terms of the rules, if one person was having their engine checked, did everybody have to put their tools down and stop? No, I don't think this is like the survivor puzzle where you know everyone put your hands up while Jeff is checking someone's puzzle. It was more so if you got your 
engine across the line, then you formally are putting your hands up, ready for a check. Otherwise, you can keep working on it. But the what engine. about the other people? Because when we got down to where it was uh, down to Ali and Alima and Jake, like it seemed like that when they were testing other people's things, and, and maybe it was because like maybe uh, like Jake's was at a point where his was ready to be tested. You know, he was just like standing around, like talking about how like, oh, I hope it doesn't work. Like he wasn't like working on anything. That's well, he exactly didn't have anything was. to work on, though. Yeah, it, it was it was that Ali pushed it across literally like a second before Jake did. And so he just had to stand and wait and pray in this case, literally, that Ali's uh, engine would backfire. So I think but I think you saw someone like Alima who was still working on hers to the point where after Ali's was, you know, failed the check, she was able to get mm -hmm. hers across the line. So I think as long as you're not formally pushing it ready for inspection you could keep working on it as much as you wanted to no i thought that moment with jake uh like rooting against ali that i i thought that, that i was surprised uh to see that on tough as nails not to say that that isn't exactly how i would be but just <laughs> i i feel like that uh you almost rarely see a display of like, you know, that so often on Tough as Nails, somebody loses and it's like, oh, my God, I like I, I, I'm just happy I lost to you. You are the best. Like mm -hmm. uh, you, you almost never see somebody like, oh, I'm, I'm hoping for this person's thing to not work. Yeah, it was it was a little jarring in that respect. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm -hmm. I think we can all relate to how he was feeling in the moment. But it was interesting to me that we didn't that people weren't. You know, they, we've never heard anybody actively say, I wish the other team would lose. Mm -hmm. Like, even when things got a little unsporting, like back in season two, we didn't get a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe I think it's just that Jake is a person that says what's on his mind. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think he doesn't really have a filter in that regard. And <laughs> like I, many of the cars, yeah. yeah, hasn't been changed out yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, I, I think it was just like. He's the kind of guy, like, if he's thinking it, it's going to come out of his mouth. And yeah, that's I don't think he meant anything malicious by it. But and, and speaking of not having a filter, he said after the challenge was over, after he got through, he said, I, I might need to go check my shorts. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. no might be a leak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be a leak there as well. <laughs> At the drip I man. I mean, I think that just points to, again to. If it's in his head, it's coming out his mouth. <laughs> okay. Or coming out of somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So everybody like uh, was was getting all, uh, through. Uh, Laren, uh, after Mr.'s engine uh, didn't fire, uh, Laren was able to uh, get his sweet redemption. Mr. Engine sounds like a mascot for Meineke or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, here's a googly eyed engine here to tell you about how a V8 works. Mm hmm. Um, so, uh, Laren, he's able to, uh, win the prize, uh, this week, everybody else, uh, in like rapid succession all gets through, uh, comes out to Jake, Ali and Alima and Jake ultimately, uh, forces Ali and Alima into overtime. And this was one of the most, uh, you know, back and forth overtimes, uh, that we've seen very close. Yeah. I mean, in a. In an episode that did not have a lot of neck and neck competition, this was definitely the most suspenseful of the three challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like uh, Alima, like uh, Phil documented this, uh, like, uh, you know, sweat pouring off of Alima. Listen, it's backbreaking work. Uh, no offense, Sergio, to use that rasper tool. Mm hmm. 
Um, we found out that uh, we got some backstory about Allie and uh, Allie's relationship uh, with her grandfather. We come to every one of uh, the Allie's basketball games. Um, but Alima, that we found out that Alima did not apply to be on the show, uh, that her family basically like drafted her for Tough as Nails. Well, this is this is interesting. I mean, at what point did what point did she have to get on board? <laughs> like, did 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 it take a phone call from Phil? Oh, that's interesting. Do you think she got tricked? Do you think it's like, hey, mom, can I videotape how many burpees you can do in 90 <laughs> seconds just for no particular reason? Yeah. <laughs> mom, we're putting you on this show. Tough as nails. What? Yeah. Uh, speaking of tough as nails, uh, it was nails into uh, a tire, something that uh, I can relate a lot to as uh, my wife constantly is driving over nails. And so uh, I, mm. this was good information. Maybe I should try to do this one day. Maybe if you lived near Inglewood, Rob, you could have stopped into Inglewood tire. You could have been serviced. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, this was a, a, t- a, a tough task. I had no idea this is how you fix a nail hole in a tire. Yeah, I, I, and again, this is one of those things you don't really think about as being a task that somebody out in the world has to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yet it is definitely something. Now we know how it's it's done. Like this was, in at some points, this was kind of meditative. It's like it's like watching how it's made. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, ultimate I mean, laundry yeah. folding show. Then in the art of changing a tire, what's interesting is. So uh, I don't know how tuned y'all are in to like Tough as Nails social media, but the Tough as Nails Instagram page has throughout the season done little like how to videos with the cast. And last week's was with Laren, perhaps setting up this week. And it was how to change a tire. And what I found so interesting is because, again, the uh, young spirit that I am, not exactly that experienced with it. So I took it a lot from there. But one of the things he said was, okay, make sure you almost like pre-loosen the lugs before you you jack it up in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that way, then you could easily take the tire up. And when Allie started by doing that, I thought, okay, Allie has got this in the bag. She knows what she's doing. So I'll, I'll admit, I was a little surprised that Alima ended up taking it. Again, I'm still not entirely sure what Allie did wrong and Alima did right. I guess it's just that she was quicker on the rasping tool and actually plugging the tire. Because otherwise... I think Allie had the the car part of stuff down more than Alima did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to say, I, I think it's good that they didn't have Laren doing an instructional video on how to change oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now you're just going to. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, we're not going to do that. Take right. We, oh, OK, it's live. All right. Well, mm hmm. I happen to know a little bit about the nails in the tire. As I've uh, mentioned, my wife has run over uh, several nails uh, in the last year. Uh, it turns out that there oh, like is Keith and Wes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not fun. It was not fun. Uh, they were, you know, right. Ri- riding along in a uh, tuck tuck and, uh, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Um, uh, it's just that I, I believe from what I've been told at the tire store, uh, there is an area in the tire that is salvageable. If the nail is too close to the edge, uh, that's bad. They can't fix that. You need new tires at that point. It must have been fun to set this task up to put the nails into the tire. Like this is so cathartic. Yeah. You get to go and like hammer and yeah, nail just have my tire. wife drive around for uh, 10 minutes. She's going to find them. <laughs> She could have been the task judge. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's uh, the OT. 
Uh, ultimately, great job by Alima uh, to beat out Ali there as Ali has punched out of the individual part of the competition. Looks like uh, next week uh, we're going to have a return to Squid Games um, and uh, that you don't think that we're going to get any slime, do you? Oh, the slime eels were the best. Mm -hmm. We're never going to top the slime eels, but they didn't show any actual squid in the preview for next week, which concerns me. It's like they just cleaned all the squid out of the squid boat. It's like, yeah, you can work here, but don't expect to see any squid. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining like a tough as nails esque squid game where it's like, okay, you have to build the framework for the glass bridge. Mm -hmm. You have to. Build the little town where people you have to handcraft the rocks that people will draw. Uh, you, you have to have make to, the sugar candies. Yeah. <laughs> the process of making sugar candies is a deadly one. It must We're be gonna... licked to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, they would be good at cutting out those things, I think. Uh, so, all right, we'll find out uh, what goes on next week as uh, we uh, get involved with uh, squid ice on next week's Toughest Nails. Um, Jess, you found a a clip this week of, you know, we're always like, look, our our friend Phil is all over the media promoting Tough as Nails always. Uh, And Phil stopped by the talk this week. Yeah, Phil made a visit to the talk um, and shared it out on his social media, which is where I found it. Um, And I brought it to Rob's attention because friend of the podcast, Jerry O'Connell, makes an appearance. Yeah. Okay. well, look, um, Jerry O'Connell and his uh, lovely wife, Rebecca, were the hosts of The Real Love Boat on uh, CBS and uh, and then Paramount Plus. Uh, And so uh, this is going to be a fun uh, meeting of some of the hosts of uh, CBS Reality shows okay and, uh, I, and i do believe actually when you interviewed jerry o'connell rob was he not sitting on the hood of his car yes yes he was so uh let's let's check in and let's check out phil's visit to the talk this week phil, you are gonna put our team talk to our own automotive test in the tough as nails toolbox challenge okay game when the work whistle blows phil you're going to read the name of an automotive tool off of your checklist on your card and our mechanics then are going to run over to that big toolbox and you're going to have to find the tool he's talking about if we can add four correct yeah. this is not dissimilar from uh the season one challenge does anybody know what this uh, what this alternator is go find me the alternator it's true. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think there's a lot of mileage, especially like when he starts naming the tools. I got to be honest, they did better than I would have. <laughs> yeah. Boy, this was a big set piece for the talk. Yeah. Really? There's uh for people that are just listening to the podcast, like obviously there is the entire tool chest that they'll be looking through, but there's two racks of tires that look more like set dressing than anything. There's an entire red scheme of lighting and background to match the entire thing. The talk went all out here. Mm hmm items to Phil's toolbox. Doesn't sound like a lot, but these are some hard tools. I fail auto shop. No. (laughs) And you got to find four before the time runs out. (laughs) And if that happens, everybody in our studio audience, you're going home with a prize. All right. Okay. Here we go. You get the toolbox. Oh, I get okay. You're going to need a bigger toolbox. Yes. Uh, all right, let's put 90 seconds on the clock. Oh, wait. Okay, you guys got to go. go fast. On the work no. whistle. When the work whistle goes. All right, okay. uh, Cheryl, I need you to find a soccer wrench. Go. A soccer, soccer wrench. wrench. Oh, soccer oh, wrench. Right. Okay. Of course, Cheryl. Oh, let's go. 
Cheryl, Cheryl, time is ticking away. I don't see it. Cheryl, not moving very quickly. Why did they keep going? Why did they keep going? I don't know. <laughs> the talk. Uh, boy, okay, so uh, the crew of the talk there, uh, ready to be on the toughest nails. I don't know. Jerry O'Connell's a freaking clown. I don't know if he'd be like, all right, ready, oh. set, go. Dude, Mike, he's constantly, he's a regular Mike Bloom uh, on the on these shows. That he is like, that uh, Rebecca is the straight person. They gotta like rein him in. I mean, in terms of, of CBS TV hosts that got very invested in RHAP, yeah. I mean, I feel like Phil and Jerry are your dream team. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I don't know why Phil was telling uh, some of the people just grab anything. Uh, I guess maybe yeah, because the time was running to the entire concept of the challenge. Mm-hmm. I didn't fact check this. I don't know if those were the right tools, but it seemed pretty suspicious. <laughs> yeah, Mike, they all got Google them on the first splitter try. also. Yeah, already got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like it. I didn't zoom in, but it does have that sort of. Oh, that does look painful. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> bit of a socket. With a pointed spike mm-hmm. in the middle of it, it's like a medieval torture device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I don't know. Like, I guess they say that the phones uh, listen to you because I got a notification from BJ's on my phone uh, that during this <laughs> podcast, new sale that uh, constantly I get alerts from BJ's all the time. Does B is BJ's one of the superstores that also does like the auto body shop attached to it as well? I don't know. Uh, I, I think they they probably do, uh, but I've never. Uh, they, you know, every time my wife runs over the tire, we haven't uh, taken it to BJ's yet. But um, that's what's that's what's going on. It's the world of tech. I mean, you could, they're they're trying you for could, your business. Yeah. You could walk in there and say like, "All right, BJ, my car," and they would be a little bit of who's on first. Of yeah. them being like, "But oh, we are BJ." I don't need what a do break job. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else from the week four of uh, Tough as Nails? I want to give a shout out to the coveralls with everybody's name on them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I yeah. don't understand why we're not wearing these at every team challenge. 
Mm-hmm. I I feel like this is a nice visual cue. Helps me remember who people are. I think it fits very nicely in the Tough as Nails theme. Get some Carhartt product placement in there. I bring back the coveralls. That's all I'm saying. That is also very Squid Game, right? With everyone wearing the yeah, same exactly. uniform with their name slash number on it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will point out is uh, as my my own savage mm-hmm. crew is barking behind yeah. me. Uh, so on the Tough as Nails Instagram, uh, Phil put out the trainer for Tough as Nails. Did you know they had an onset trainer? No. Yeah, so apparently there's a trainer on set to keep them in shape. Which is wild. Are they not be- doing enough exercise? That's what I was about to ask. Like, I don't think we've ever experienced a show where someone is actively keeping them in shape mm-hmm. over the course of the show. Well, is it is it somebody who's like leading them in calisthenics every morning? Or is it somebody who's like on set to help Sergio stretch out his back at the end mm-hmm. of the challenge? Like a chiropractor. I don't know. I mean, Phil was showing us footage of like them on the beach with some guy. I don't know if they were like just doing a shore run or anything, but like I was surprised. I mean, if and when we get Phil back on the podcast, I'd love to ask about that because to your point, Rob, they're doing a lot of physically arduous tasks. I think the last thing they would want to do is keep working out in between filming days. Yeah. Okay. So um, we'll find out more about that at some point. Uh, But everybody looks pretty fit on Tough as Nails. I mean, you have to be. Mm -hmm. You have to be fit to be tough. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, that's Tough as Nails, episode number four in the books. Okay, uh, Jess, what's coming up for you? Um, not a lot coming up for me in the podcasting realm. I I feel like I need to devote all of my energy to Tough as Nails mm-hmm. in order to make sure we're delivering the best product possible. Yes. Okay. Um, Mission but, accomplished. Yep. I got to I get to MC an event at my day job this week, and Ooh, uh, yes. It, word got out like there's about two people at work that know I do a podcast. And so word got out that I am funny. So, OK, it was it was an experience. Yes. Um, and, and then uh, do, do you do any bits or anything for when you were the host? Yes, I did uh, two solid minutes of nautical puns. <laughs> oh, the cruise line. And it it went off. It went off fantastic. Like definitely I was playing to the right crowd. You needed like a Quincy there also to like fist bump you after each one. I mean, everybody needs a hype man like Quincy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, great job once again, Jess. Mike, what about for you? So the big thing I'll promote this week is, of course, this past Sunday, The Last of Us premiered Mm -hmm. on HBO. Uh, Had a little bit of a a dirty hands type of scene early on with uh, one of the characters looking for some jobs to do, almost akin to our Toughest Nails contestants. Grace Leader and I did a recap of that that went out as soon as the episode ended. Rob, I know you uh, got to talk about it with Josh as yes. well. Are you sticking with The Last of Us? Did you enjoy it? I'll keep watching it. I, I think uh, my very quick review was that I think it's a very uh, well, well uh, done show and I think it's going to be a big hit. I just don't know if it's a show for me. Yeah, I think that's understandable given, again, the tone is very particular uh it's a post-apocalyptic drama that goes to very dark places but if, if that's something you are into i thought the premiere specifically was incredibly well done covering that with grace going to keep doing sunday night recaps of that uh from a reality tv perspective of uh, the circle finale just aired i did interviews with three out of the five finalists including the winner so if you want to find out about that be sure to check out that stuff and Coincidentally, uh, I'm going to be appearing on a couple of these ancillary RHAP podcasts. You can check out Pod Friends, 
this weekend as an example. Oh, I'm I'm covering uh the Pez Outlaw on a crime scene this coming week. I have no idea what I am in store for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am I am excited to jump into those untested waters and hopefully get caught in a giant sixteen thousand pound net, much like the squid will next week. All right. Uh, great job again today, Mike. We also we wrapped up our coverage of the Circle Season 5. Uh, that is up on RobHasWebsite.com. We talked about the finale on Wednesday. And then I also talked about Special Forces, colon, World's t- if you like tough TV shows, uh, spe- Special Forces, colon, World's Toughest Test, as we saw. Uh, a few more uh, celebrities have uh, their time uh, getting reamed out by the staff on the latest uh, Special Forces. Thank you so much for joining us for Tough as Nails. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.